Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast. We talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one only life. My name is Sarah Newman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hey, Sarah. We are coming off of 24 hours of prayer, among other things. We are, yeah. yeah. It happened over the weekend, which was a very cool thing, by the way. It was, and it was one of those things that, um, you know, just kind of, well, we just like to share some behind-the-scenes stuff every once in a while on the podcast that Brett thought of this, um, you know, maybe about a month ago and I, I think we started like trying to do all of these things to make it you know special and amazing and then I think last week you're like we need to simplify it and it worked really well I thought it was, yes, worked really yeah, well so. yeah I could see the look on everybody's eyes like, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting where we don't want to do this uh, and Brett uh, printed some of the things and took them and put them all over the, the building so yeah and then Sarah went around and corrected uh, a I, mistake I, I made didn't on a couple no of, that was somebody else <laughs> that was somebody else <laughs> yeah, okay somebody else. I knew somebody did because I saw one sheet it was like somebody put an edit on there mm-hmm. that was needed yeah. Yeah. well you know that's why well, we're that's a team the, that's right that's why we're, we're a team. team that's exactly right uh, we're joined today by Mark Weaver Mark taught yesterday here at One Life Church, um, was on a podcast um, in this series a few episodes ago. We talked about speaking in tongues. We've been talking about spiritual power um, in a series we just actually wrapped up called Power, uh, which you can find uh, that message. You can listen to Mark's message uh, in the entire service. Uh, Just search for One Life Church on YouTube. You can find us there or you can go to onelifechurch.org. We'd love to to have you connect with that. But Mark, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be back. Yep, and we're in a little bit different setting this time. So. We're in a lot different setting. Yeah, a little bit different than last time. Um, and we're continuing our conversation um, about spiritual gifts and power, and today we're talking about prophecy. Right. Yeah. It's about time. <laughs> That's all I can time. say. You've been looking forward to this, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, you better believe it. I can't wait to hear you prophesy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny, you know, as, as we've done each one of these episodes, Brett's kind of... Um, uh, introduced me as a little bit as the skeptic and uh, someone said that to me a couple weeks ago which was great They're like hey there's the skeptic I'm like alright I'll own that badge I guess a little bit but um, I really enjoyed I enjoyed these conversations a ton because I feel like they've, they've come off I hope pretty conversational um, but I honestly for this one this specific topic is the one that I think I struggle the least with so I don't know which, I, which struck me as unusual yeah isn't it do you know why well I think it's it's going to be kind of from how we define it. Okay. Um, because from, although I would say that now, now as a child growing up in, in a church, um, I was scared of some things that would have been labeled prophecy, I think. Right. Um, and that's a part of the conversation we'll have today. So, Mark. So if we stay with the definition you're working on in your head, you're <laughs> yeah, fine. <but> I'm okay. <laughs> but if, if we, we change it, it way, <laughs> like, I'm just oh. muting everybody real fast <laughs> and rolling my chair back. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, as we talk about, you know, the series and, and Mark, you got to talk on love yesterday mm-hmm. and, um, really appreciated the, just the opportunity to, to learn with you and from you and that. And, and can you give just a little bit of background kind of on your own, um, your own life and your experience when it comes to spiritual power and has it always been the way that it is now? Um, and give us a little bit of that feedback or a little bit of that, that background. How long do we have? <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be a 45-minute podcast. Oh, okay. So. okay. I, I guess, uh, hmm. as I've shared in other venues, um, once I came to Christ, it was, a, it, was a, it was a strong, radical conversion for me because I'd spent a lot of time, I've very seriously been a hypocrite, you know, play acting in terms of acting like I was a Christian and literally not being his and... So I came, but I had a very powerful conversion. You know, I was had no doubt once I was uh, forgiven by him, and I was his 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 child. So I, I, that was good. 
but I ran real hard for about five years and nothing really happened. There really was no power at all in my life. Uh, was teaching uh, middle school for a couple of years and then a uh, teaching middle school, Sunday school, and <laughs> then high schoolers for about three years. And it was just life got real dry and life, uh, my quote, Christian life got real hard. And I knew there was something missing. And so, but I thought that was something missing in terms of uh, gifts and the spiritual gifts and things like that, which was true. They, they were missing. They, they, they were not evident. There was no really power or there wasn't any fruit, evidence of any power in my life. And then I had an experience at a Vineyard Ministries conference and with a fellow named Leonard Ravenhill preaching, and um, Ricky Skaggs uh, led worship that day. So it was quite the <laughs> quite the combination, you know. Just yeah, I mean, trip my weird meter. It's it really inevitable. Did. Yeah, it's yeah, right, it's just something great was going to happen. Yeah, right. It's got to get moving. Maybe. This right. Some, yeah, something different. And so, so for me, it was a very powerful. Uh, I think. Um, I think in our ch- most churches, um, let's say some, a lot of denominations, I would call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And from that point on, the, the biggest thing that happened to me was my identification of realizing that I was his son. Uh, it was just the, the deepest part of me knowing that I was loved. And so I come home, and w- in the first week, I'm teaching Sunday school, and this, this kid came to Christ. I didn't say anything. It just happened. And then there was a lot more um, happened to be a lot of girls um, in the in our Sunday school class had been through a lot of abuse that came to the open. It's like the Holy Spirit brought that brought that out. And there was some serious healing of of them uh, from some praying and some other counseling and some other things that they got. And it was just I just started God really saw God move in some pretty amazing ways just right from the time we got back from that particular journey. Um, so that's, that's, that was the beginning with this, but gosh, now we're talking about 35 years. So there's a lot happened between even then and now. Yeah. Um, okay. So when we talk about uh, prophecy today, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, it's just really important to kind of start out kind of getting everyone on the same page. When we're talking about prophecy, what do we mean? How are we defining it um, mm-hmm. in that sense? Uh, yeah, Brett, we'll start with I you. I like that. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I did uh, define it in a, in a sermon recently. So uh, because the, the upside is that 1 Corinthians 12 through 14 includes it uh, pretty regularly, especially chapter 14. He talks very openly about it, even says, I wish everybody would do this and that kind of thing. So, uh, but he doesn't give a straight definition of what it is. The definition I remember giving and the one I do believe in is uh, I said it's an inspired utterance um, that that is customized to an individual or a group that can predict the future, but it doesn't have to um, for the purposes of encouragement, um, exhortation, or comfort. Um, that's kind of a long definition. I, I'm not sure that's the one I gave in the sermon. Not exactly mm-hmm. that way. It was somewhere along that line, but uh, it was a little neater in the sermon. But it was, but but anyway, it's inspired utterance, and it, and I, I focus on the customized part because uh, I think it is specific. Uh, as opposed to general, um, and that's why it can be future. Where in the book of Acts, this guy named Agabus uh, that's talked about, it says he's a prophet. He comes up to Paul and he says, you know, he binds his hands and he says, uh, this is this is going to happen to the person that, uh, and so he predicts his future. And then he also says that he predicts that there's going to be a famine in the land. It records that, uh, but they're not all obviously predictive because Paul does says uh, say it's encouragement, comfort, and exhortation. So. 
So there's a purpose behind them, just like as we've studied through First Corinthians, you know, in, in building up of the body and, mm-hmm. and, and one another. Um, okay, so I think we have to talk about some other types of, like, when we think of prophecy, I, I said this earlier before we started recording, and I'll say, like, growing up, when I heard the term prophecy, I was thinking, we always talked about end times, specifically, and we're talking about prophecy, you know, like, I grew up in the era um, where the Left Behind series was really popular, right? You know, oh, I mean, yeah, you, we yeah. think about, and in those, you know, there's some things in there that people would be like, okay, this is about prophecy or, you know, kind of predicting types of things. But when you're giving that definition, it could be that, you know, in a sense, but it also could be maybe something, an experience that Mark, I think people have told you Mm -hmm. that you have this gift and affirm that in you. Can you give us a little bit of what that means to you when you think of that? Well, I, I want, I want to definitely tag with bread on this because it's I wrote this down before we started first Corinthians 14 3 but the one who prophesies speaks to the people for their strengthening encouraging and comfort and so uh, that is my understanding that is the result right of what a prophecy should do and so for, for me personally um, I, I've always I've always thought of it like that so if I'm speaking to somebody one of the things that um, I, I think it's a gifting or an understanding that I have is just a real sense of what the Father's heart is and what he desires for that person or wants that person to know. And so many people are bound up by the lies that they've either believed that others have told them or the, the stories they tell themselves or whatever. And so I really feel like prophecy from me or for me is that of speaking against the lies that bind people by telling them the truth, mm-hmm. identifying the lie and telling them the truth. So that's, that's I feel like it's a one-on-one thing. Uh, I'm, this is as compared to, I know a lot of uh, people that are intercessory prayer people, you know, that are right. praying against principalities and those types of things. That's not me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not me. Matter of fact, uh, my wife and several others were on a Zoom call of about 20 women. Uh, almost all the ones I know are women. Maybe at least 90% of the intercessory prayer people I personally know are women. I don't know, oh, okay. I don't know why that is. But I don't know why that is either. Have you noticed that? I can't say I have, uh-huh. but I haven't thought about it either. So okay. <laughs> you keep okay. talking and I'll be thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, not digging <laughs> a hole here. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty yeah. amazing thing. But for me, I've always, I feel like my call to the spiritual battle is one-on-one. Uh, I feel like that's where the strongholds that I've been called to help break uh, reside. Okay. And can you, I don't know, obviously you don't have to get into specifics of other people, uh, other people's information or things like that, but like, can you give me an example of what that could look like? Well, as hmm. as much as I so love to pray for people and what have you but let's say on a sunday morning most almost most of the people that come to me for prayer they're obviously coming with a problem and almost in every case almost most every case it's a thinking problem they are they it, they're not thinking with kingdom mindedly and so it's it's a matter of calling out 
what's actually going on and then speaking truth to them. It's not that I don't still pray for them, but most of them have some type of, of stronghold um, mental bondage that uh, I will speak into. Does that help? Sure. Some? Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, Brad, you, you used a story, I think, in part two of the power series um, where someone here in the church had kind of been sitting and praying and you had asked people to kind of think and pray for someone and she had someone come to her mind and she's like, I'm never going to talk to them. And then they walked up and had the same thing, similar situation happen. Would you consider that part of that definition of prophecy? Oh, uh, possibly. I mean, he throws in these terms like word of knowledge or mm-hmm. word of wisdom, um, word of knowledge, possibly. Uh, but And I never heard what the word was that she gave those people. Uh, she didn't share that part. But mm-hmm. she felt like she did have something for their encouragement. So I'm assuming that it was prophetic uh, because it was inspired mm-hmm. something that was you know customized to them uh, that God wanted for them specifically because it was this couple she envisioned in their mind and, and it was something that meant something specific and uh, important to them that only they, that's why I get back to the definition of a spiritual gift is God working through you only what he can do. So in other words, uh, this is from God because only he can do this. Cause I don't know this about you. I don't know what's really turning your crank a little bit. As a counselor, I might be able to read your mail some, but mm. uh, if it's really a prophetic word, in my opinion, it's, it's something that uh, this God had to put that in me to get to you. I, I, I'm not just kind of being a good discerning counselor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think what I'm trying to get at too is that, right. is that, you know, there's, you hear the term prophecy and people have all these ideas of what I think it is, but sometimes it can be as simple as a word. It mm-hmm. seems yes. like mm-hmm. that you could go share with someone and it could be those three things, you know, comforting and, um, and, and being able to just help them, like you said, there's a stronghold there that maybe they don't even see or don't even realize is a thing. I mean, um, I remember, gosh, this was early on. Uh, I think we were just in Henderson at the time and you had prayed with me and I was thinking about changing jobs. And I remember I was like, I need, I need help with that. And you're like, no, you know, you just need courage. I'm like, shut up, Mark. Like, you know, one of those things, but it was like, it's exactly what I needed to hear at the time. And it was one of those things to learn from that. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know, that just popped in my head now thinking mm-hmm. like, wow, this is years later and you know, I have a different job. I'm yeah. working here. Um, so uh-huh. I needed See? that courage. So <laughs> must have been a God. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, but, I, but I think, you know, like, is there any other things you would add to this mm-hmm. that to give us some kind of clear understanding of what that could look like for people? And, and we give a kind of a baseline definition for people to understand what we're talking about. Well, I, I think the other thing that uh, I, I also get a lot of pictures so okay. Whenever I'm talking to someone, um, it's it's so it's it's almost more of an impression, or and those are types of things that um, because you don't conjure it up; it just they just appear, right? And when when I can share those with people, it's like oh, and I, I don't know if it's because they're visual people or I I don't, I don't know I, I don't that, these are things that I just don't understand. Uh, something that's pretty consistent, I do not remember what that incident with mm-hmm. you and me sure most of the time some people come back up and says you remember when you said i go no i don't remember a bit of it <laughs> i know your yeah. name but i don't remember ever saying anything so i thought that's always been kind of interesting do you think i mean in this question for either one of you do you think that that's like a confirmation that, that it's not for you it was for the person oh. at the moment i mean because if it's for you, you're going to remember it and, and think, oh, yeah, you know, and you have this great? kind of, yeah, feeling of yourself. 
Yeah, maybe so. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Maybe I just have bad memory, but for those things, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, God may use that kind of thing because I know I've, I do remember some things I've told mm-hmm. people. And I, uh, but, it, but it probably would be a nice favor that he does, you know, that, <laughs> that it reminds you it's a gift. Yeah. Um, I, I had a guy stop me yesterday, and he was talking to a lady the night before that had heard me preach he said 15 years ago or so that it was a life-changing moment for her. I have never met her to this day. He met her yeah. and she was telling the story about something that happened while I was preaching. I don't remember the sermon and I really don't, <laughs> I don't remember anything. I remember yeah. the, I remember the series maybe, but she went on about this thing that God did in her life that I, that I had no idea was even going on uh, when I was doing that all the way to the point of something was glowing behind my head. <laughs> so, wow. so, so yeah, I, I'd like, okay. Uh, I, and I know I didn't stage that. So, um, but, but, but it was her God moment and it went way beyond what I was doing. I was just doing my thing and God working through that. So I, I think that's often how the gifts can work. Uh, that it, it's something profoundly meaningful to the person that you're talking to, but you're kind of like, okay, uh, you're just giving a word, literally saying the word <laughs> courage or love or strength or something like that, and they go, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, because, yes. it, it, again, it's like it, it, God, it comes back. It could be, like you said, years later, somebody comes up and says, do you remember when? And, no, but it, it, but it is encouraging, right, just to know that, that there was something fruitful from something that God did through you. Yeah. So. When we, I don't know, I guess if we think about, the idea of future, we talk about prophecies, you know, we talk about prophecies in the Old Testament, you know, and, um, and prophecies even in, you know, in the Bible and the New Testament, like, have you seen any experiences like that? Um, obviously. But, but and I, I don't want to stretch this and, and I do not want to stretch this. I don't want to make this something that it's not, mm-hmm. but whenever your example of know what you need is courage there is a prophetic that happens in there. There is a change. There is a change of direction, right? Can may even be velocity. So I do think that words of encouragement and strengthening and comfort and things do change the trajectory and the directions of of people's lives. So I mean, there is something prophetic speaking mm-hmm. into the future of that, which is different than foretelling. I think that, that, again, we have more input than we realize when we partner with God in what he's doing. Okay. I mean, is that a stretch or not? But. Yeah, I, you know, and, and, I th- and I'm going to go so far as to say I think the New Testament prophetic gift in 1 Corinthians 14 is a little bit different than what is talked about in the Old Testament. If you were a prophet in the Old Testament, first of all, there is foretelling, in other mm-hmm. words, telling the future, but there's also, they were, they were God's mouthpieces. They were, go say this. And sometimes it was predictive, like, okay, if you don't, like with Jonah, if you guys don't straighten up, we're going to destroy the city, and then they do straighten up, and it doesn't destroy the city. So that's, that could have been predictive. But it does, in the Old Testament, it says people that are a prophet, if they're wrong, you know, they got stoned to death. But in the New Testament, it'll literally say, weigh out what is said. So it, it assumes that maybe somebody, uh, you, you can get something wrong, you can be mistaken, you can think you had something, and in, in, in the age of grace, mm. that we don't take you out back. And, and 
you know, stone you to death, I mean, which is kind of nice. So, uh, but I wonder if the gifts are a little bit different, although they're mirrored with one another. But uh, that's just me speculating as well. I'm not making a theological declaration, but I, I think it's sure. good. it's possible. But and we we do have that picture of Agabus. He predicted there was going to be a famine. And there was a famine in the land, and he gave that to people. So there was a prediction. What would the so, so the purpose for that? I'm not familiar with that um, with Agabus. Like, what the purpose for that? What would that have been if for to prepare the people to kind of give them? The implication is that that they uh, you know think about maybe in those days they would have had more of that because they needed more of that. Like my son was almost in the latest hurricane. Well, and I and he was. Just imagine being living in the day when you didn't have radar and you didn't have this major Category 4 is coming. And we know that now you can get prepared, you can do all that. Well, back not very long ago, <laughs> you know, it's raining a little bit. Oh, my gosh, there's 150-mile-an-hour winds. So uh, the implication in Acts is there's a there's a famine coming, and they did have the time to prepare, mm-hmm. like God did with Joseph with yeah. Egypt and, and that kind of thing. So uh, maybe those gifts operated differently than they do now because we don't they needed them in a different way than we would now or something like that. So the purpose would be the same thing we use for preparation, mm-hmm. okay? If there's a famine coming, I probably ought to store up some things a little bit more than I naturally would. Right. Buy, and more, the, buy more bread and milk. Buy, exactly. Yeah. Make paper. the run on Walmart yeah. and go. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, and it makes sense, too, as you guys were saying that earlier, you know, if it's it is in prophecy, you know, people, God uses people, you know, to speak mm-hmm. for him. Because it's right. like, why doesn't God just tell people that? Well, he uses, he did, but he used um, Agabus, that was his name. Uh-huh. Oh, it's such a great name. I'm going to start saying that just all the time. He's Agabus. in there, trust me. Yeah. Um, you know, in that same way. So that's fascinating to me. But, you know, I mean, I'll just say, because I think people think about prophecies. Like, so can I just predict the future if I have the gift of prophecy? Can I just tell somebody what the lotto numbers are going to be next weekend kind of thing? For a percentage, yeah. You could, yes. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you these. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking no, but. You're going to pass this one. I'm going to pass. I am, yeah. Uh, I guess, um, hmm, <laughs> good question. Uh, I guess you, you, you talked about being the skeptic. Mm-hmm. I have experienced uh, at some conferences some people who were labeled prophets and I, I'm just really want to tread very gently here and I don't want to dishonor anybody in, in any way. The, 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 um, gosh, what they would do would be, uh, where they would stand on stage and they did two things. One is they would call out certain things that certain people may be dealing with in the, um, audience uh, and another thing that they did, they did do some prophet telling, some prophetic type of things, of which I don't know that anybody ever checked and see if they were right, right? Mm-hmm. if they ever checked them out. But it did come across um, not real genuine to me. I'm not saying it wasn't genuine, but it sure didn't play well to me personally as far as mm-hmm. edification or right. what have you. It looked uh, more show. Um, it just, yeah. That's how I took it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't building up for me anyway. Well, and and I think that's why it's so important to stress about the time people get weirded out by these things. That um, it's okay to to think that. Okay, this guy's claimed to be a prophet. This is this is a prophetic conference. Well, the expectation on me is not just to sit there and drink it in. Therefore, you know, I, I can if I feel like it's not hitting. I have the right and the mm-hmm. responsibility even to say mm-hmm. this isn't hitting. 
And uh, that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that I just feel at, not at ease. My, my sure. wife and I, we, we were in a, we were at a conference. We were in a place that does this kind of thing. And we were taken into a room where a couple of people did prophesy over us. She got one that when we looked back on it felt like, I think she was wearing a t-shirt that, that said something on it that kind of like where she worked at a coffee shop or something like that. And the person leaned into that a little more than we were comfortable with. Like, we think you may be trying something here. Like, oh, you just love, you know, encouraging people and serving them. Or it was that kind of language. But then the guy that did me, he quoted back a passage of scripture to me that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And Bible's a really big book. And, <laughs> and for him to say this particular yeah. passage and God alone knew how that would strike me, that one seemed genuine. And, and it was also the way the guy came across too. It was as gracious and as humble and as, as just serving and loving as, as anybody could be. Hey, I just feel like the Lord is really saying that he named Colossians 1-9 was the passage. Well, that one's, that's a passage I've lived in for most, most of my life. So we, we had the, now, unfortunately it was, I got the good and my wife got not, the not so good. <laughs> Very important. Yeah, I know. But, but, but it's okay to make those assessments yeah. in my mind. So we walked away okay, making the assessment and felt very free to do that. I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. I'll, sh- I'll share my, one of my experiences, and it was a, a one-life staff retreat. Um, we had, <laughs> yeah, Brett's already laughing. Um, but it was one of those where I was like, I'm uncomfortable with that, like in general. Like if someone comes up and starts talking to me that I don't know. Because to me, it makes more sense. I shouldn't say it makes more sense. Or I'm... It, it, maybe that's the right term for me. It makes more sense of, you know, Brett and I are friends. He comes up and he's like, I have been praying for you. I really think this, that connects with me. Someone coming up to me that I don't know and telling me that God's telling me this for you. That is where my, like my skeptic meter pops up first. Cause I'm like, you don't know me. We don't have a relationship because a relationship is, is a key element for me when it comes to, I don't know, just sharing like personal things with people. And this guy um, said, I just feel like God's telling me that you know, like we see a lion inside of you. And he's like, but not like a scary lion. He said like an Aslan lion. I remember him saying that. And I was like, awesome. We're in Chronicles of Narnia. Um, he's like, but it's a voice coming out and you're going to be using that voice. And less than a year later, I was in a sense, you know, a kind of a voice for our church and have mm-hmm. continued to be able, you know, blessed to be able to do that. And so like, to me, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I believe that one, like that one connects with me. Um, but and it doesn't weird me out to think about it. Like it, the experience in the moment might have, but looking back now, I'm like, wow, like, thank you, God, you know, for mm-hmm. right. um, showing that to me. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's why another one of those reasons where I'm like, this one doesn't seem to, to weird me out. But you, you hit a little bit on, you know, there's times where I think people have looked at and maybe even had maybe a bad experience. Right, right. Um, and, and I think that that can be tough or, you know, there's movies or documentaries about, um, different groups of people who have traveled around and said that they are, you know, prophets in different ways. I mean, there can be some damage there, I mm-hmm. assume, for people as well. Anything you guys would add to that? Well, you had referenced something like that in your um, in your sermon. It had to do with discernment. Oh. But well, watching, you know, any gift can be abused mm-hmm. and manipulated. Mm-hmm. Well, it, what was interesting is, is that... Uh, I don't, I'd find out later if she minds if I share this or not, but it goes with my wife. So, uh, and she'll tell you when she's on her game, she has a very high gift of discernment. Uh, I remember somebody uh, came in a church service and she 
had to get up and leave because the overwhelming presence of evil was just awful. And this guy was a pastor. And he uh, turns out later, I mean, like shortly after, she had nailed it. Well, we're also at another conference, and there were a couple of the prophetic types, the big name types. Obviously, we wouldn't name any names. And we end up downstairs in the lobby of a hotel sitting across from one of these guys. She had to get up and leave. I'm just, I'm telling you. And it turned out later, he was no good. Didn't have the character. Oh, let me say this. He did have a a spiritual gift, but he didn't have the character Mm. to carry it. Mm. So, so I mean, I have seen that and I have, uh, I have it with Cindy, you know, again, with her, her gift of discernment. Um, actually, she's covered my butt more than once with that particular gift. <laughs> and a few other times I should have been listening. Um, but again, I, I'm very, you know, Sarah, I'm very, very open. I, I think that's the one thing with, with how God can move and move in different ways and through different people. But I am, I always have a filter on, even with the open. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, but there's, there's still a filter there that I'm constantly testing to, to sense a is there love there, and then it, it is 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 it really genuine? Well, I think that's uh, it. As we conclude out talking about this subject, at least formally, I'm hoping it'll be a conversation we continue to have ongoing. But as I've watched people deal with it, you'll see two different camps arise. It seems to be the ones that are just all in, and yes, we need to do that, and we embrace it, everything, and those who simply reject it and say it's not for today or whatever else. And I think it's because people don't feel like they have that permission to have that filter. Mm -hmm. And that's the answer, in my mind. That's the answer of the balance, that you can have both. I can be very open. I can be ready for, yeah, I'll take in whatever anybody wants to give me. However... I have the responsibility and the call to to check that out, and and I think if you do that, then you can walk in freedom, and you mm-hmm. can you can be blessed, and you can have all these amazing stories. And <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, you can have stories that include okay, uh, uh, you, you told me something that sorry, no, yeah. it's uh, and and that's but somehow I've just watched a trend through the years that people have a hard time finding that middle ground mm-hmm. and that balance, and I don't know why, but. I mean, I, I get it because it can be, as you can imagine, a, a prophetic gift could be easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. I have a word from God for you. And most people want that. They ache for it. Sure. They, they want to hear something personal. I mean, a, a good sermon and a, a, on the prodigal son is is a good thing. But for me to say your name and to say God hears your name and, and say something very specific to you, mm-hmm. uh, people ache for that. Uh, it's a symbol of his love for a lot of things. However, that can be used to radically manipulate people mm-hmm. by trying to guide them in ways that they shouldn't be guided. When we talked about in last week's episode, we talked about culture and where's culture at when we come in and look at you know gifts and you know do they continue? Do some people say they see things like that and go back and listen to that episode. I won't dive back into that topic too much, but um, but. In a sense, when you think about it, I mean, you, you, just when you said it, I'm like, well, of course people are aching for that. I mean, they're looking for that in so many other places. I mean, I, I'm, I still remember you know, growing up in the middle of the night, if you're watching TV and you see like, you know, call this psychic, you know, kind of feel where like people are looking for someone to tell them, hey, what what's yeah. going on in my life? They want that. They want to feel it. They'll 
obviously, I mean, in those situations, which are so weird to me, like they're paying for it, you know? Um, and, and, and so it's like, of course, like it could be something that even unfortunately could be, um, there's a moth flying in here. That is terrifying. Um, Wow, sorry. <laughs> a moth that's terrifying, yeah, everyone. I don't know why. You, you it just scared right? me. Like, it's just flying, and all of a sudden it was in here. Um, but it definitely could be something that could be manipulated um, in a, in, a, in an evil way. I mean, honestly, I mean, I think that's the best way I can say it. And and not to get too much into the conversation, or we can, it doesn't matter. Um, but thinking about when I was studying last week on people who would say gifts have, gifts have ceased, Prophecy is one that they get stuck on because they think, well, if you're giving a prophetic word, then you are going against what um, the time of the apostles or even Jesus himself would have said. Or like, is that not enough? Like, am you going be above and beyond or superseding that? Um, I guess, mean, not if you're contradicting what his word says, right? Well, I was going to say the character and the love of his word. Yeah, that has to be the the way that you gauge is this real or not, right? I mean, because uh, sure, I think yeah. that's a question that I would want to ask you guys, like how do I know? Like, how do I know if this is real? Like if someone comes up and, and shares something with me, that's a great one. How's your filter work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's Cindy. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's my wife. Um, no, gosh, I, I, I've got to, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck. My mind's stuck some, on something else that you said. So you can say that too. We can, yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Huh? Yeah. We can do that. I'm just sort of thinking as we remember the one 800 psychic lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, thinking why what is it in people what are they really looking for when they want to know what's going to happen and what's missing right uh, what's going on in their lives so i think like that what's going on in their lives that says hey i don't want to i've got to know is it is there a lack of security is there a lack of hope is do they they just their circumstances need to change so i'm sorry my heart went there for those those people and sure. so just first next thing I thought with that is they just need to know truth. And I mean that in a good way and that the, the father loves them and where does that lead? So, um, as far as filter, I think that's it. I, 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 without a doubt, if it contradicts the father's heart, what he says in his word, the character of Christ love, I, I just, I think that's this for me, that's a pretty simple filter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think of what direction it points you. And it is that that okay. If if I take this to heart, where's what path is my life going to follow? Uh, because easily people are aching for this, but people also ache to. Everybody wants to be significant. Everybody wants to um, do something substantial. And so you you could have something spoken over you that's more about you in the end. You know, you are going to be this this person that does this thing, and it's easy to. Um, to accept that as yourself and you end up just, it becomes about you in the end and what you're, you're, yeah. you're pursuing it. But if it's pointing you towards Jesus himself and a greater relationship with him, pursuing him, that's the test of, cause that's what it says at the beginning of first Corinthians 12. It says, you know, you, you, before you follow mute idols now, and that's why he says, uh, you know, no one speaking by the spirit of God will say Jesus be cursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So that's the real test of the Holy, the Holy Spirit is Jesus is Lord and everything kind of comes under that umbrella. And, and if a gift points me more towards Jesus lordship in my life, then pretty good, uh, pretty good. I, uh, indicator that, sure. uh, that's what I could follow as opposed to something else and that I'm the Lord of my life or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm. That's good. 
That's a good acid test. <laughs> Direction. Good acid test. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mark, I, I had this question written down, and um, for you uh, or maybe someone else you know that maybe has this gift, can it be a burden at times? Hmm. I, I no, I, I don't know. It's never. I have never experienced any spiritual gift as a burden. Sure. Personally, I, perhaps, maybe I'm. I think I'm just, thinking of it. It's like if you know, like something. Sometimes those are hard to probably have those conversations. Oh. But for you, if it's you know you you know if it's a gift from God, then it's not you speaking it, right? Well, whenever I think there's a there is a. <laughs> I'm, I'm this my wife will tell you this I don't have a real high compassion level uh, not like hers but <laughs> even close but I I do I do really have an issue with uh, the works of the enemy and and just binding people up and and them not being free and, and so for me just speaking truth to set people free is is to me is prophetic was strengthening or comforting encouraging exhortation so for me that that is at the moment it's just not hard to do it's, mm-hmm. i don't i don't i'm not saying i haven't had to deliver some tough ones i did one today <laughs> as, as far as that goes but i'm okay with it it was to brett wasn't it it was yeah. not no. this time <laughs> <laughs> it was not this time that's right and if it is it should be a burden <laughs> oh, man, come on that's right yeah really i should feel bad about it <laughs> yeah. i don't <laughs> and when I, I was, when I was thinking about you know when we're I was kind of thinking about this topic I was like I think it feels like it could be and so it's good to hear that you know that it's not um, at least not for your in your experience um, any other ways that you guys have seen your faith grown in in a situation where someone has either um, kind of spoken into your life in that way you've been a part of something or you yourself have been a part of that yeah I. I I, I can see times here and there where that kind of thing hasn't happened to me a lot, but it's happened steady enough um, to where someone has given a word. Uh, someone did that over the weekend, um, wrote down a prayer that they were praying for me, and I knew it was designed to be more prophetic about just specific things. Uh, that was very freeing and encouraging. And again, when it comes down to that custom thing, uh, that always helps. So that always that always builds my faith because you, you know, uh, wow, God, I need the reminder occasionally, maybe more than Mark does. I need the reminder occasionally that uh, you know that that <laughs> that, uh, that 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 God <laughs> sees down the details. You know, He has every hair in your yeah. head numbered, and and I, I think the reason Jesus said that is because it was a it was it was a, an artful way of saying down to the details the things that are really churning inside of you specifically because I don't. I don't say that stuff to my, you know, I carry around certain things that are sort of the chemistry of my own heart that, and you do as well. We all do certain specific things that are really important to me, but no one knows, Mm -hmm. but then someone can speak to that. And it's like, Oh yeah, Lord really is paying attention to that specific detail in my life. And yeah, that's built my faith quite a bit. And I've had those, a number of things like that happen. Well, yes. And I I think for me, just having a, a gift of exhortation and encouragement, prophetic whatever however you want to couch that uh I, I, I there are times when i need encouragement and and so what i will do is i will ask god for encouragement uh and he, he has never never failed me either he reminds me then 
of how much he loves me and or he sends somebody. I'll get a text. I'll get a call. I'll get something. And it's been amazing how on time those types of things are. So, yeah, I get encouraged quite often by other people. And it's almost always when I've asked for it, which is kind of <laughs> odd. Oh, well, man, I should have been asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, but I ask him for it. wait until so it shows up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been asking people. Will you encourage me? No, 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 I haven't done that. <laughs> and then they say, Nah. nah, nah. If, if you got to ask for it, you don't deserve yeah. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> we Brett said this on the first episode of the series we're doing here on Spiritual Power, and it really kind of stuck with me and continues to think about it. Is that we talk about spiritual power? These things are happening much more than we realize. We just don't always call them out as that. Do you feel like this is one yeah. of those that really is in that camp yes. as well? Yes. Yes, yes. Matter of fact, you asked about the burden earlier, and so I had to write something down. So I did write it down. And the burden that I have had the most when it comes to uh, just a prophetic voice is when I haven't used it. Hmm. As a matter of fact, somebody, he brought somebody to mind that I need to call. So You want to call him on the podcast? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can watch a real-time yeah, action really, here. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Okay. We may not do that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'll continue to think because as as I've watched it through the years, I know of people in my life that probably theologically would even say they're cessationists. They're people that don't even believe in these things, but they have operated yes. that way. They just don't label it that. But but it absolutely was that it was you know very. Um, I remember I can remember getting cards in the mail where people write. I was praying for you the other day, and I was just and here's my prayer for you. Well, they would never say. This is my prophecy over thee. Right. You know, they won't say stuff like that, but they'll say, I was praying for you. And but then you look at the prayer and you go, well, my goodness, you know, okay. Nailed it. Were you? Yeah, exactly. And so, but their own theology wouldn't even let them label it that, but it is that. Um, and I think that's often how it works. Yeah, you can be prophesying whether you realize you're doing it or not. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Which has happened most of the time. That's yeah. probably where I'd go with that. Um, I mean, anything that we haven't touched on that you guys want to make sure we 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 add to this conversation you know i don't i i don't neither one of us i'm sure want to dilute uh what prophecy is or any of the spiritual gifts i just think that we need to elevate them and 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 use them recognize them and use them as as you've been saying what de-weirdifying demystifying de-weirdifying and um you know ask for them ask for them so that we can love others better so that's the that's the main thing for me. Yeah, and I, 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 that's what I would reinforce. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is the, the is the purpose and being and desiring that that God wants to animate our interactions and relationships where He gets into this uh, in our conversations in ways that are supernatural. Because I feel I, I can think of a person in my life that I would consider to have a prophetic gift that shares that gift with me regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, in a very good way, in a very encouraging way. Uh, but that's his way of loving me. It, mm-hmm. it just is. And and I wish that everybody could know that, that sort of back and forth. And he commends me for sharing my teaching gift with him. And and, right. and I just wish it would go ask for it and then watch for it to be released just yeah. in your interactions. Just yeah. don't wait for a church service. Don't wait for a conference. Just it's It's... In your groups with people, send a text. You know, it's it's the community of faith uh, being alive and animated by the Holy Spirit is is the goal. 
And, and we, we might be shocked if we would just open ourselves up uh, to how much encouragement we receive and how much we'd give. Yeah, that's uh, something that, uh, just again, some prayer time actually uh, out of our, actually came before the 24 hours of prayer thing that we did was the thing that continued, I continued to hear was don't, we can't expect all the people to come to the temple but we can always take the temple to them because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, we are the carrier of his spirit. So wherever we go, we have the opportunity to move and operate through gifts that just expose his amazing love for us, for others, uh, his love for others. So um, I, I, I just I look forward to the day that we are released in love for these types of things. That it's not something different, but that we truly become those people who have turned the world upside down. And the only way to only way to do that, there's no conventional ways. There's no worldly ways to do that. It has to be a supernatural kingdom, a revolutionary kingdom move where we as a church are loving in such a radical way that people have no doubt, they have no doubt that God the Father is real and the Son is real and the Holy Spirit is for us. It's a pretty good way to wrap up. That's right. Pretty good way to wrap up. And then the music starts. The music starts. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to read. um, We started with this. I just want to read 1 Corinthians 14 3 one more time. It says, But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. And I just think that's a pretty good way to think about it. You know, as people are asking the question, just a reminder, you know, what are those things that you have the ability to do? And and listen to those. And I think that's something that um, can be very encouraging. So thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Mark. Brett, anything to add on? I guess I should say that we have one more episode in our Spiritual Power series where we're talking about miracles. Yeah, so don't Um, miss that. It's going to be in two weeks because next week is um, Labor Labor Day. Day. I always get Labor Day Memorial Day mixed up. Yeah, what I would add on is just... Keep the conversation going because this was just used as an introduction that I'm hoping our church community will have these conversations as an ongoing part of our culture. And uh, and as we journey through Luke, uh, just let these things continue to surface and, and operate in teams and groups and listen for what God may be saying to each other through each other. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as always, if you have any questions, want to send any feedback, uh, let us know anything that you thought about this episode, or maybe you have a question for Mark, I'll send it to him. You can email me at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and we just love getting that information and feedback. And again, thank you so much for liking and subscribing wherever you're listening. It really helps out to make more people hear this conversation that we're enjoying to have. So Mark, thanks again. Thank you. And thanks we'll, for that. We'll see you guys next time.